yeah! Oh, yeah. Oh, buddy. You're a legend. Yes, sir. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You know, <laughs> they're just waiting for me to talk, and they're like, well, "Should we clap again? Let's just okay, okay, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay." I'm good starting, guys. Calm down. <laughs> oh man, I'm tired, Phil. You can hear it in my voice, man. I'm tired too. I've been going ham. Yeah, on donuts. Oh, <laughs> I freaking love donuts, dude. But not ham on the donuts. No, no, no. I don't eat ham. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hope everybody's doing good. Um, it is Monday morning, and we're here. We're doing the podcast. We decided to do it today. Yeah, we just came together and just decided, let's do it today. Let's give them the best we can, we got. You know, <laughs> like let's not settle for less than the best. Yeah, and that's why we're here to yeah. deliver the best. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, man, I'm Corey Kingston, and uh, that gentleman over there just, pff, just came in with just raising the bar every single week, <laughs> just raising the bar. <laughs> it's just like you think it's unreachable, and then here he is. <laughs> it's the one. It's the only fantastic funky Phil Pardell. Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> What's up, Funky Phil? <laughs> Nothing, man. I'm, I'm feeling groggy today. Me too. There's not enough coffee in this world, man. No. I brought backup. I brought a second thing full of coffee. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. So maybe I can get in on that? No, that's all for Dang me. Dang it. No. <laughs> you can't have a drop. <laughs> Dang it. It's my brown Where sauce. is my... Uh, uh where's my drop dude there it is full there we go uh gosh um so yeah all right so this is the drum brigade podcast we're here it's now we're having a good old time you know what phil there's still a fool out there parked in my spot i noticed i parked right next to him yeah still in there still in there what are these fools creeping around like oh they're here let's park I see, I see people walking around out there. I know. I see. Is he looking at my scooter? Should I go out there and be like, yo, stop parking in my spot, fool. Yeah. I pity the fool. I think it's a lady. Oh, it's there. a lady. You should still go yell at her, though. Hey, lady, <laughs> get your car in my spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you rode a scooter today, huh? Yeah, I because thought I heard that thing pull up. Yeah. Well, where else am I going to park? I can't park a car. I gotta park a scooter now. You just pull up right on the sidewalk. I should have. You should. I could have. Should have pulled up right in front of their door of their business yeah. and just parked it there and been like, "Oh, oh you don't like it, do you?" This seems like a good spot. Yeah, not my door. So what do I freaking care? <laughs> Stupid idiots. Get me on that soapbox again. Um, it's Drum Brigade podcast. It's episode one twenty seven. We are uh, happy to be here. Just thrilled, over the moon, to just be with you guys one more week again. Uh, we have lots of things going on. As that wasn't sarcastic, that was very genuine. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm telling the truth, man. <laughs> uh, we uh, have a lot of things going on. Uh, once again, I'm just going to mention if you guys want to support Drum Brigade, there's a lot of ways that you can do it. Um, Drum Brigade is based on acceptance, belonging, 
camaraderie over competition. And um, we really try to promote that in everything that we do, whether that's this podcast here, whether that's our merch, whether that's our drum lessons, whether that's our events, all of the above. Um, we're here to promote belonging in our community. You should always feel like you belong behind your drums. No matter who you are or what you are or what you believe or whatever, it's just everybody should have the opportunity to do what they love. And for us, that's drumming. Right? Thank you. Thank you. You guys get it. You guys get it. So um, so with that being said, yeah, we have merch. Um, we have uh, T-shirts and and all kinds of things, man. Cups and mugs and socks and baby shirts and everything your heart can desire. You just go on drumbrigade.com, clip, clip, click the merch tab, and it'll take you right there. You have to like sift through everything though, is there's a lot of stuff, man. There's like hundreds of different things that you have to just like, oh, that's a cool shirt. I'll I think I'll get one. Um, and then um also um, we, what else do we do? We, oh, you, you can like leave us, uh, um, on, on Apple music or Spotify or anything. You leave us a review that really, really helps us. That's probably one of the most important things you can do. Um, and then, um, that, that helps us move up and get more, you know, noticed more so people can also be a part of the brigade and, and start promoting camaraderie over competition in our community. All right. So that's what we're about. Um, if you're not about that, it's all good. You know, we accept you, you know, so you just got to accept yourself. <laughs> you know, if you're like not into that, you're into like, you know, putting drummers down and battle drumming and stuff. I mean, that's cool. I think that stuff is really cool. I just, I'm all about like finding the good in what other people do. You know, I don't want to outdo people. I don't think that stuff's cool. All right. Yeah. I, I just try to be like open-minded to like, this is a big part of our community, you know? And so I've gone to some of these sheds and stuff and it's always cool, but like I try to bring the vibe, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I accept, accept it. I, I recognize the benefits, Yeah. but I don't like it. I don't like the, no, I mean, it's, I don't like the aggressive cutting each other down. Yeah. Battle drum, like mentality. Yeah. Not for me. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, what are drums for, though, man? We're we're here to play music. If you're losing that aspect and you're trying to make drumming something else, what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, go take karate lessons. Yeah, become a fighter. Yeah, that's about fighting. Join the army. Fighting is about fighting. Well, yeah. Drums are about music. Yeah, this is. <laughs> <laughs> Did they used to have like battle drum things, like in the like like, you know, like ancestor? whatever you call it, like ancient times, like, oh, okay, now this warrior is, oh, he's saddled up with a big old giant drum, and then this this warrior is like, <laughs> it's going to be a drum battle. Okay. Like gladiators? Yeah, like gladiators. Drum. No one dies. They just, their ego gets hurt. Drum gladiators. Yeah. <laughs> New business idea? Mark it down. Drum gladiators. Yeah. What if we start an offshoot of Drum Brigade? Drum Brigade's all about acceptance, belonging. But drum gladiators is all about battle drums, dude. <laughs> it's just the opposite, dude. <laughs> I think we got it. We got it. We got it. We're gonna do that. It's like franchising this, you know. We just gotta, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, keep an eye out for drum gladiators. <laughs> Same exact everything: lessons, sticks, t-shirts, everything, but all with a negative connotation. Yeah, and like twice the hatred. Twice the hatred. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay, I got it. It's a good idea. Maybe you can run that side since you're so negative. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> all right. Well, um, anyways, yeah. So check out all the stuff we got. We got drumsticks still. We got still a few left um, and all that stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got to say, you know. And then also, like, me and Phil teach and stuff, and we play gigs. And so if you want to, you know, holler at us, it's just philpardell.com, coreykingston.com. Just reach out. You want to email me? It's Corey at drumbrigade.com. K-O-R-E-Y. That's it. Just reach out and say hello or use a contact form. DM me. I see it all. All right. Let's get into it. It's like four or five weeks left in PC, my friend. It still looks like heck in here. I mean, it's just, there's just, at this point, it's just a storage unit. Did you get another bike? Two. Yes. <laughs> Those are both yours over there? Yeah. How many bikes you got? For? I don't know. Too many. Too many. <laughs> I'm trying to sell those, though. For real. Like, give me a number. How many bicycles what? do you own? Five. Five? Yeah. That's a lot of bikes. I don't ride two of them. Like, that fold-up bike, it's, it needs to go away. Folds up. Yeah, see the other one is like just looks like a pile of parts. It's folded up. Oh, I thought it was just a broken one. No, it folds up into a little cube like that. That's so you cool. Can fit it in your I don't RV. know. Maybe five isn't a lot. I'm not a, a bike enthusiast. It is a lot. I'm no, sure, it's too much. I'm sure five isn't perfectly normal for your bike enthusiast. I've taken it a little too far. I've taken it a little too far. I went from one bike. Uh-huh. Oh, no, I had two bikes. I've always had like two bikes because yeah. one bike is like a road bike and I ride it. Like with the, you know, the full on thing, the helmet and the spandex and the Oakley glasses. And yeah, don't laugh at me, Phil. I love that. Get up. <laughs> it's it. But if but think about it, if I was riding that kind of bike with like cargo shorts and flip flops, all oh, the wind would be slowing you down. Yeah. You'd be chafing all over. Yes. You'd get hot and sweaty and gross. Exactly, and I would look like an idiot. You have to wear like it's like you don't drive a race car with like. Well, first off, you don't wear cargo shorts. That's true. (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen you wear pants that have extra pockets by your knees. No. I don't need to carry that many things. So you'd be wearing like... Dickies? Dickies or some kind of like black jeans. Yeah. Maybe blue ones. Mm, Yeah. I I normally... My normal go-to is black. Black jeans. Yeah. Which doesn't sound very pleasant to ride a yeah, fast it's bicycle. Just, come on, you just listen. I get it. I get it. The, the people don't understand that this this little skinny shorts you wear, the spandex, have like a pad. The ones in I them. wear, you, yeah, all the time. You're in them right I'm, now. <laughs> <laughs> they have pads in them, so your butt like and your like chode doesn't get like sore because <laughs> the saddle, like the seat that you're sitting on, isn't all padded. <laughs> wait your seat isn't padded no why because you wear shorts that have a pad in them why wouldn't you just have the pad on the seat because it's too heavy and it's not efficient is the does the pad in your shorts not weigh anything it's lighter it's the same weight oh my gosh here we go again all you all right c- take your your fun shorts <laughs> cut the padding off and glue it. Glue it to your No, that's to your stupid. And it still weighs the same. Listen, this is this is a race bike. And then 
your clothes are are tight like that. First of all, they're they're like they're made out of the uh, the material that they are so that they breathe. So that air flows through. But then you don't want things flapping in the wind. You know, you got to like keep it tight. Things. <laughs> your shirts <laughs> flapping. <laughs> yeah, okay. Then your helmet is for safety and it's also like a little bit aerodynamic. You have to wear like Oakley like blades, you know, like you know, yeah. and it helps because bugs can fly in your face. It's your windshield, basically. And then your shoes, your 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 shoes clip into your pedals. They don't strap in. They have a thing on the bottom, and you stand on your pedal, and then it locks you into your pedals. This is serious. Yeah, bicycling. So, so when I'm so I've always had that bike, right? And that's like the bike that I would ride. Like when it's like when I'm like, yo, I was so late. I went on a bike ride. Normally it's because I went on a morning ride and put in like 20 miles on that bike. Yeah. But then if I want to go ride with my wife, like let's go to the beach and let's take some pictures and let's stop and have coffee. And okay, well then I can't ride that bike. I'm not going to be clipped into my pedals and going like 18 miles an hour when she's just like strolling. So I need a bike to ride and cruise around with her. Makes sense. So for that, I had a fixed gear. And it was like cool. One speed is still a road bike. I was like heavily into road biking. Well, then the fixed speed, the fixed fixed gear kind of thing was a little weird going down hills and stuff. And so I got rid of that one and got a big BMX bike. That was really fun for cruising around the street because it was big enough for me to ride. You could do wheelies. Yeah. But then I wanted to get more into like mountain biking and doing like there's these things called pump tracks. I wanted to get more into that, and that's not the bike for that. So you need a bike with shocks. So then I got a bike. I got a mountain bike that's like an e-bike because I I used to be into mountain biking years ago, and then my mountain bike got stolen on on Warp Tour in 2008. Wait, e-bike? Is that, that I wanted to get into mountain biking. I used to be into mountain biking. Yeah. Okay. My mountain bike got stolen, so that's when I just didn't have a bike for years, and then I got into road biking, like in 2012. Uh-huh. Okay, now what I'm saying is I decided I've always wanted to get back into mountain biking. Mountain bikes are super expensive. And then if you want an e-mountain bike, it's like almost, it's pretty much as much as a motorcycle. All right, there it is. E-mountain bike. Yeah. Does that mean it has an electric motor in it? Yes. It's pedal assist. That's called cheating, Corey. Okay. Yes, but you should ride this thing. <laughs> so if I'm riding an e-bike on the road, I feel like, dude, come on. You just ride a Like, you don't need it. I ride an e-bike. Here's the problem with mountain biking. By the way, welcome to the Bike Brigade show. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. This is, the, this is why. Were you ever into mountain biking? No. Okay. Well, then you don't know. I don't know. Okay. So clearly. when you mountain bike, <laughs> it's not like road cycling. Like you go, you, you find like a hill climb, you put in the lowest gear. It's a struggle. You're sweating, you're, you're suffering, but you can do it. Yeah. Mountain biking, it gets rocky and it gets rutted out and you have to like, so most of the time you're walking uphill. You're, wa- you're hiking your bike up to the top and then you ride down and you get like two minutes of fun riding down and now you got to hike back up again. With your big old heavy bike with shocks right. and a, so padded, a padded seat. Right? I was always like mountain biking would be so fun if it was like all downhill, you know, which that's not possible. You have to go up to go down. So I was like, I just mountain biking is fun, but it's like so much work 
It's like eating crab legs. I don't eat crab legs, but it's so much work <laughs> to get a little tiny piece of meat. You know, and that piece of meat is good, but it's like, what did you have to do to just get that little tiny crumb of a meat? I have been to a, a real Maryland crab bake. Yeah. Back when I consumed animal flesh. Yes. A lot of work to eat. It's that. a lot of work. Yeah. You got a little hammer and exactly. you, know, you got to crack them open. Exactly. So that's how mountain biking is. It's a lot of work for like a few minutes of fun. And I would get frustrated. That's why I got into road cycling and said, forget bike mountain biking. Well, then they came out with e-bikes. And then you just turn that sucker on and you, it, you coast up those. No, it's not a mo- it's not an electric motorcycle. It's a pedal assist. So you have to be pedaling, but it levels the playing field. You go up a hill and it's like it's assisting you up so you don't have to walk. It's just it has a motor on it. And while you're pedaling, it's like somebody giving you a little push. Do you have to charge it? Yeah. Okay. So you have to plug it in and charge it. Yes. Okay. And it'll last like depending on what mode you're on. It'll so last if you, like you can't miles. just like turn it on and it'll make you go. No. Not even on a flat street. No. You still have to you pedal. You have to pedal. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. You. It's not that kind. There are e-bikes that have a throttle that you just twist it and then it goes. This is not that. Okay. It. You have to pedal. So now it has changed the game for how fun mountain biking is. It sounds like that'd be a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. It's. I get it. A game changer. It's so. It's the most fun I've had on bikes in years. Just to clarify, though, in that situation. Your seat has cushioning. Uh, I also wear different shorts. So under your shorts, you have still have the spandex with the pad. Okay. But then you have cargo shorts. Kind of. <laughs> they look more like swim trunks, but like thicker. Okay. And they go over. And then you wear kind of like a dirt bike jersey if you want, like like long sleeves. And I wear elbow pads and knee pads because I'm a nerd and I don't want to get hurt because I'm 44, almost 44 years old. It would be silly if you ended your drumming career yeah because of a bicycle well i don't do anything stupid anymore i i almost ended my drumming career on a dirt bike crash like motorcycle mm-hmm. that's how i shattered my ankle but back to the seat <laughs> is the seat cushioned or not very 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 little cushion not like that so no. th- these ones you have here the you have two these two folding bikes those are for for comfort. your romantic dates yes those look, those look comfortable. Yeah, but they're not, no, that is not the kind of seat. You want an aerodynamic, sleek, lightweight seat on your bike. Even on the mountain bike? Yes. I didn't think aerodynamics would be that big a Get deal on this, the mountain Phil. bike. You're there's, going down a mountain. There's a button that you push when you're going uphill that makes your seat hydraulically go and raise. Your seat has a hydraulic shock in it? It's not a shock. It's just, it goes up so that you're higher up while you're going uphill. Then when you go downhill, you push the button and it's like lowers for you. Just like an air, it's exactly like a DW hydraulic airlift, but it doesn't bounce. It's, it stays doesn't there. bounce at all. Mm-mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. And this is a whole different it's universe. It's a complicated, it's a very, very complicated thing. How much are you selling those bikes for? Uh, I have them listed for 300 for both. What? That's a steal. And I would probably take less than that. Like I'd probably take two hundred for both. Hundred bucks. They've even each. got a, a little grocery shelf on the back. Yep. Yep. They're great for camping. They have six speeds. There's six speeds. Yep. They fold up so you can put them in a closet. I kind of want one. I could see me in Charlotte <laughs> riding those. <laughs> yeah, they're little too. You know, 
they look like they go really low they for a short super folk. low yeah and like i can raise it all the way up and and go super like i can it can be big enough for me oh and it's even got a mud flap so you don't get yeah you know all that all those rainy days here you, you can take get... it froating <laughs> what <laughs> well you know like us in the 909 951 area you don't say off-roading. You just go, dude, I could totally take that thing froating. <laughs> no. Is that a real thing? No, I just. I'm you just, just made that up. Or like, oh, dude, you totally went down that hill. We're totally bonds in it. And then we like, we get so like, we'd just be making jokes. And then we just say, dude, you totally vonsed it. Vonsed it. <laughs> is this uh this is like Marietta speak or mm-hmm. Corona speak? Marietta speak. Marietta speak. Yeah. Okay, okay, back to my bike collection. So I got the e-bike, but then I realized that I got rid of the, the, the bike that I was cruising around, the big BMX, to go to pump tracks and cruise around with my wife. And then I was like, I really want a pump track bike. The mountain bike is too extreme for that. Pump tracks are like skate parks, but for bikes. So I got a dirt jumper bike, which is like a mountain bike that has only front suspension, one gear, lightweight, made for jumping, made for pump tracks. And I love it. Sweet. And then so I have. So you're a, trying to get rid of your BMX? BMX was already sold. Yeah. All right. You just got that and you were over the moon. No, I got to get rid of that one. So that's how I got the dirt jumper. This is worse than drums. It is an obsession. Then I have a, like a vintage road bike that I made into like a fixie before I had a fixie. And I gave it to my dad, but my dad got an e bike. So he's like, I don't need this bike anymore. So I'm going to get that one back and then I'm going to use that one to cruise the streets with my wife. Okay. And I don't need to buy any more bikes. And now these two fold up bikes, I just, I'm just going to sell them. I thought we would use them when we go camping, but we're not going to use them. So we're just going to get rid of them. So they're for sale on Craigslist right now. I like it. I yeah. wonder if I could strap a bass drum on there. No, a kid. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know if this is the kind of bike for that. It's a, it's probably a little bit too flimsy for that. Really, I can't like strap one of those kid kid seat attachments on the back. I mean, maybe like a trailer. It, maybe, the wheels oh, are yeah, too small, trailer. man. The wheels and the cranks are too small, and they they don't pedal very fast. They pedal like like there's just like it's they fold up so that they go in an RV, and then they like they go into like. Um, like you're, they're meant to like cruise around a campsite and stuff. Mm. So they're well, not, they're, I don't have yeah. any money anyway. Yeah, no, <laughs> you, yeah, they make those folding bikes like with like I don't know, like e-bike style too. So, so bike brigade, bike brigade. Yeah, man. I keep thinking that I might just leave the drum industry and move into the bike industry. Do it. It's my passion. Yeah, quit. Yeah, I quit. Quit. Okay, I've had enough. Tell Gogo to call me up. I'll go. Uh, you I'll will not. Gogo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that has been a stressful thing in my life, man. I've I've been like waking up in cold sweats, like freaking out about Gogo. Like, I I love playing with them when I'm there, but like this whole like Ukraine thing is stressing me out, man. Yeah. Sheesh. I don't hmm. know. I don't know. I'm hoping for the best and. We'll see how it goes, but um, all right. Well, anyways, enough about bikes. I've got something to play you. All right, let's hear it. It's, this is all right, folks. I sent this to Corey. Did and, I hear it? And did he I see? Did not even respond. Oh, I must not have watched it. 
What you want to say? I'm going to eat Lumberjade. What? <laughs> Who was that? That's my youngest son, Milo. He knows about Drum Brigade? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's going to start playing drums? I don't know. Maybe. He does like to dabble. The I kids mean, both came. They got to come to my gig on Sunday. Uh, and played at a street fair. And uh, Felix was rocking his brigade shirt. Yes. With pride. Yes. Milo's there hanging out. We got to get him a brigade shirt. Charlotte, the whole troop. Because there was a backline kit. Oh, uh, nice. Which, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. Phil needs coffee or? No. <laughs> coffee. It was I just one coffee. of the, I think it was um, Jake's drum set. Nager? Jake Nager, yeah. He oh. was playing after us. I got, so I got to see him play a bit with them. Funky he, dude. Dude, he's so good. Yeah. He sounds so good. Effortlessly funky. Yeah, his pocket, his feel is just so good. He's got a different pocket than Zach. Different. He does, yeah. yeah. But it's great. And uh, Malachi played in the band before nice. us. And he was killing it. Just, you know, yeah. so good. It was like a reggae band. Oh, cool. But he still got to add some of his yeah. some of his spice up in there. That dude's funky, too. And, like, got chops. And, oh, yeah, he's, he's so great, good. Man. But um, when we went on, I was I told Whitney, I was like, I don't want to do any drum soloing just so you know <laughs> i still don't get why you get in your head about this it's like you have all the skills and the chops the difference between you and them is you could actually write out your solo and then play it again verbatim yeah well it was less about who like the great drummers that were there and more like that um well there's a couple things but the drum set it was like not comfortable for me yeah i hate that jake's a, a pretty he's much bigger man than i am he's mm -hmm. taller and yeah you know this just the the lowest the snare would go was still high for me oh wow and the kick didn't you know it was like a different feeling kick and you know it just it was the whole thing i would i would it would have been an awkward yeah feeling situation to solo on and we didn't get a sound check and oh boy so it was uh it was less about who was watching and more like that. And I just don't, I don't really like soloing in general. Yeah. But, and it, it, like a lot of the stuff we play with Whitney is, you know, it's like dance music. Mm -hmm. It's like soul and blues and stuff. And, and we don't have any like, I like when in that situation, I prefer it when the, their band does some kind of a vamp or yeah. hits or yeah. something but for some reason, whenever we do, they're like, oh, drum solo. Everyone just stops playing. Yeah. And it's like, I I don't like that. <laughs> Everyone else gets this support network and interplay and communication with other right. people on stage. And then when it's my turn, everyone's just like dips out. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so I got to keep. The I'll keep, intensity and everything. I'll keep the intensity, keep it interesting, do something musical and make it still danceable all at the same time. Yeah. Which can be done. And there's a lot of great drummers that do it effortlessly. And it's something I I know I I personally need to work on, obviously, because yeah. I I don't feel super confident soloing in that in that framework. I mean I can do it, but I feel like I I'd like to get better at it. I'm getting more comfortable with solos, like when the time is I would freak out before when it was just like, give the drummer some, and then boom, 
all eyes on me and then I'm like, <gasps> my heart is, or I, I would even be worse. Like if I knew I had a solo in this song, I would be almost like, I'd be so overwhelmed with anxiety that I almost couldn't even play the song, you know? And like, I'm not talking about like when I was a little kid, I'm talking about like, you know, like, like in Western standard time, there was a, a section where me and the percussionist, which was, who was Fredo, like Ortiz, um, would like have a drum solo and it was like the whole song I was just losing my marbles dude like just freaking out and trying to think about what I can do what am I gonna do like I was just so nervous but now I'm like more comfortable with like goes back to the acceptance thing you know like once I started feeling like I belong here and I'm in this chair for a reason like I'm in the drum chair for a reason I kind of don't put a lot of pressure on it and like I'm able to play more what I want, like what I, what I'm thinking about, like executing what I'm thinking about. It's obviously not perfect, but I also think that like I get in my head because I start thinking, well, in order to do a drum solo nowadays, you have to play like, like Eric Moore, you know, <laughs> for people to like really accept what you're doing, you have to play like gospel chops, you know, and like, it's not true, man. Yeah, that's not true. And so I've been, I've been actually like pretty, like comfortable with just like doing doing a solo i haven't done like huge you know arena solos where the whole band walks off stage and then you have to like entertain people for 10 minutes like that's not the kind of solo i ever want to do <laughs> but <Yeah>. um <laughs> but i you know little solos quick here in there like is a lot of fun i'm i'm into it now yeah i mean i like it in the right situation I don't like though when I, you're playing like a blue shuffle, sorry to interrupt, but no, or something and then and then it just turns into like wipeout where the band's like dun and then you have to like solo and then they're like dun dun you know, it's like yeah, yeah. I hate those solos, dude. And everybody it's like if you do anything syncopated or like any kind of polyrhythm or something, the it, whole band is gets, off. It's like dun, dun, bam, bam. everyone gets checked. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. Well you guys just count. <laughs> so irritating. I guess that's why a lot of times they just drop out. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's something I'd I'd like to I you know, I it's been I haven't really had that situation in a while. Yeah. Where I'm I get to solo that much or do just like, okay, just the drums play now. Yeah. Type solos. So I guess I'm 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 I could probably brush up on it. I think though, like the biggest problem with you, if I can say, is your hands are just terrible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, what? Like, if I could say something, and be honest, the hardest thing with you is that you get in your own way. You get too caught up in like, there's another drummer in the audience, and oh man, I'm not as good as him. Oh man, you're like too humble about it. <laughs> and if like if you just like dude i've heard you play now for years like we've been doing this show for years i've heard you play many times and every time i'm like dude phil can play his behind off like you have so much more skills than the average drummer and if you kind of i know like you have to have a sense of an you have to have an ego you have to have like kind of a sense of arrogance a little bit to be able to like say that about yourself. But dude, you're a teacher. You have credentials. 
you know how to play a like you know how to like you master so many different types of music and I've heard you solo before and I'm like this fool has nothing to compl- like worry about or complain about like you have it all you just need to believe it yeah no you're right I I, I do tend to get you I know think we all I do that. get critical about myself yeah oh it's probably more than necessary a lot of times and yeah it's something I'm trying to work on. If you, yeah, if you have that, if you have that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I, okay, well, when you were like the manager at the school that we were working at, uh-huh. like you also had like an attitude where it was like you were in the manager position, so you had to like let some fools know sometimes, like, hey, that's not cool, don't yeah. do that, you know, or like, and that is what I'm like when you play a solo, I'm like, that's the fill I'm looking for, you know, (laughs) like, and like, but, but I feel like not always, but I feel like I haven't seen, I, the, the problem is too, you always know I'm there when I'm there. And then you're always like, well, I don't want to do solo with you here. Like, dude, like why at this point, like, why would I care? Like, I'm like, "Ah, it's just, you do the same thing when I'm in the audience, Yeah, but I really want to like, I really want to like stick it to you and let you know, like I'm the man. No, I'm just kidding. You go into gladiator <laughs> I mode. I go into gladiator yeah. brigade mode. You're like gladiator. <laughs> no, I I'm like that with any drummer in the audience. Like I'll be honest, dude. I found out really quick that like your credentials and your skills are like no match for my skills and my credentials. That's BS. Dude, the difference is in attitude. I have the Puerto Rican blood that comes out from the East Coast of, you know, the New York. Re- These fools New Rican. don't even realize. They do not realize, <laughs> right? And so <laughs> I, it depends on like, yeah, I get nervous anytime there's a drummer in the audience and I feel like I can't play. But um, I, we all have that. But I saw you solo at the, at the, at the belly up and it was like, that fool can play drums. I don't care if I didn't know you or if I do know you. If I walked in, I'd be like, that drummer's got some stuff. Like, thanks, man. The only thing I see is like holding back a little bit. I feel like if you, if you, if, if, if like you did the solo and I was like, that was great, but I want you to do it again and stop thinking about me and think about the solo, you would play it different. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, that, and I don't mean this in a, I don't mean that in a in a negative way because I'm trying to say that you don't have anything to worry about. Every time I've seen you solo or play, I'm like this fool. Think about the elements that were, are needed for dr- for a good drummer: good time, like good energy, mm-hmm. good sounds. Yeah, like feel. It's yeah. not like you don't know how to play in time. It's not like you don't know how to play the, the style. It's not like you don't know how to get good tones. So what the heck is the problem? No, there isn't. It's it's cool. Anyway, it was fun. <laughs> it was a fun gig. Uh, that one, the, we played in Murrieta the night before, but the Rolando Street Fair was a hoot. It was yeah, great. That's cool. Jake told me I sounded great wow. afterwards, which... He doesn't say that normally. It was, uh, made me very it. happy because his, you know, like you, like your your opinion, his his opinion means a lot to me. Yeah, and I, <laughs> it was funny because while I was while I was playing, you know, he was Jake was floating around, you know, out, out on around the audience and you know side stage or whatever, and I, I kept thinking about your story 
of that early encounter you had with him where they're like, it's just not funky. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They, that's both of them, dude. It's not that funky, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, in my head, like, thinking, like, just keep keep that pocket. Just yeah. play the feel, <laughs> Phil. Just make it feel good. Please just make it feel good and focus on that yeah. the whole time. I mean, I usually that's what I'm thinking, but it was, like, extra because I was just... <laughs> See, I get like that too, man. Story. Yeah. I so when I'm with them, so this is the difference though. This is the difference. Is you also studied like Zigaboo and all of that stuff and like you know all the iconic standard grooves for that stuff, you know? Like that's why I call you Funky Phil. That's your favorite drummer, right? One of. But for me, like I didn't spend my whole childhood youth like getting into that. Like I took the reggae and ska route. And yeah. so I know that stuff. So those dudes, the difference is like Zach and Jake can tell when a dude is faking it. Like I, I get the idea or the concept of that stuff. I don't want to say I'm faking that funk, but like it still is like, I didn't have the history that you guys all had, you know, like when I went to that shed with them, I told this, I told you guys on this store, on this podcast, like him and John Stapleton, Zach and John Stapleton are like those two fools just at the end of the shed just started going into one guy would do like, uh oh, somebody hit my scooter. <laughs> there we go. One guy would do like a, I don't know if you guys could hear that, but there's an alarm going off. Anyways, one guy would do like an iconic beat, like the amen break. And then the other guy would do the funky drummer break. And then another guy would do some other break that I've never heard of. And I, I'm like, Boom, got, boom, boom, got, boom, got, boom, boom, got. Then it's like funky drummer beat from Zach. And I'm like, oh, then it's like another iconic break beat from John Stapleton. And then I'm like, boom, boom, got, got, boom, boom, got, <laughs> boom, boom, got, got, boom. <laughs> That's seriously what it felt like. That's what it felt like. And I would, I was trying to get a little funky with it, but I'm like, I don't know these iconic beats. Like, and I can't, like, I might, like, I know how to play the funky drummer beat or I know how to play the amen break or, you know, anything like that. But it's like, you know, I, like I went into like sissy strut groove, but I'm like, this doesn't have the fire that those guys have. They, they, it's like, if they try to play a ska beat, it'd be like, yeah, that's how you play it. But oh God, there's nuances, you know? <laughs> And so, yeah, I'd be, that'd be hilarious. I, I definitely, you, you pop in my head whenever I try to do something even remotely ska. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, Oh my God. It's if Corey was here right now. Yeah. But you, you like, it's, it's kind of the same thing, man. Like people all over the world, like hit me up and like, I see people all over the place that are doing it. And there are some drummers now that like, I feel like, I don't know if I'm not relevant, but I there's like like there's this drummer from the, this band that in LA called the Steady 45s. It's one of my favorite bands right now, and his name is Fritz. Incredible dude. He's a young drummer, and like he's just taken like this style of drumming to, and he's doing stuff that like none of us are doing. Like no, I'm not doing what he's doing, and like I you know he's kind of taken the torch. And I remember when I was younger, and I I did it you know i i started carrying the torch from all the other drummers that i looked up to and so it's really cool that's like i i wondered about that when it was going to be my turn to like not be the dude that's like owning this music anymore and everybody knows that like me or scott abels or like any of our you know the guys like can still play this stuff but like 
the younger guys, there's like two or three, maybe three younger dudes that are just like, bro, you guys are like taking it to the next level. And I'm like, I think it's great. You know, it makes me a little nervous. Like, oh man, maybe I should step up my game. Like maybe I should try to learn some of this stuff, but they got the field down. There's no denying it. You know, that's cool. So, um, anyways, that's cool though, man. Like, uh, Zach, I mean, um, yeah. You're funky, man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, and Jake is, Jake is, I don't understand how that he doesn't even look like he's trying yeah. He looks like he's half asleep, and it's just like the funkiest, deepest pocket ever. Yeah, he's good. Gosh. Yeah. Even Charlotte was like, she notices when there's a good drummer yeah. in a band. Yeah. You know, she'll be like, like when, when whenever you she sees you she's play. She's never or, seen me play. She's never seen you play? I don't think no, so. No, she saw you play once, and it wasn't the best circumstance. See? But you killed it. What? But what? What? Where was it? It was the Schmucky Metals Showcase. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's garbage. I mean, you killed it. You always kill it. But, um, it's, I mean, she's heard recordings. We watched you play on when you did that live stream. Oh, yeah. Over the pandemic. I wasn't. I, yeah, that was great. But we that have, was. We have your records. Okay. You know, she's she's familiar with you. All right. But. You came out to Google like. I thought, yeah, I was, I was, I wish she would have been able to come out to that, but that was also in the middle of the pandemic still. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, yeah. Um, so dude, I've been like swamped with, with gigs lately. It's been like freaking kind of crazy, like how it was before the pandemic. Um, this last two weeks have been nuts. You got some soapboxes or what? You know what? Surprisingly, not very big ones because I've just kind of been head down. Let's go to work, you know, but I've been driving. I did two gigs in Palm Springs, which is a long drive. Oh, yeah. But I was playing with Marcel and James and like, oh, it man. Was like, so it's like that trio got back together. That was my residency gig before the pandemic hit. And so and it's like, dude, it just feels so it's just such a great thing. I love those guys. Marcel just got a, a contract to do a cruise ship for like three months. What? So he's going to be gone for a while. You're not going? No. <laughs> no. I don't know if that's my thing, man. I, I would love to do one, but I wouldn't want to do it for three months. Like I would want to do it for like like three weeks or a month. Yeah, that sounds... I wouldn't want to do it. Yeah, I wouldn't want to Personally, it. unless it paid like an insane amount of money. Yeah. It's it pays okay, but um I don't think it's like like the that that line of work has been offered to me a few times. Yeah. And I'm always like, Well, how long is a contract for? And they're like, It's you'll be gone for like three to six months. I'm like, No, dude. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna be away from my wife on a cruise ship for that long. And like normally the cruise ship like situation is like you're in kind of like dorms, like you're not in a, a room by yourself. It's like you're in a bunk bed with a bunch of other crew members i'm not you share a room with like four people you know and i'm like no i'm not doing that no way i would do it for a little while but like yeah and you when you do those those kind of those kind of gigs like those in like amusement park gigs where you're like regular the rest of the world moves on and you're stuck in this like groundhog's day thing where all your friends go on to do these great gigs and you're like yeah i got steady work 
But yeah. then you're done with that. Like 12 years later, you're like, all right, I'm getting out of the cruise ship game. And then all your friends are like playing with Michael Bolton. And you're like, and you're just like, oh, well, I guess I'll play a wedding today. <laughs> Michael Bolton. <laughs> you know? So I don't, Dude. I don't want, I don't want to do that. Like I, and I don't want to be away from my wife. It's already hard enough being away from on tour, but at least on tour I can bring her out. You know, it's like, I don't want to bring her on the cruise ship and have her stay in my bunk bed. I guess it's the same staying in a bunk on, on a bus. Mm, I think it's different. Yeah. Yeah. The bus you're, you're like, you can get off of it. Yeah. And go there's days, other places. There's days where you get a hotel room too. And like, you know, or like you sound check and then you have like four hours where you can go walk around. I guess like if she's on the boat, you can walk around the cruise ship, but I would get cabin fever, fever really like, where I like, I need to get off. I need to get out of here. And then just getting back. Like, you know, it's like you, they have a show, but like, I just, man, I don't know if it's for me. I don't know. I'm with you. I don't think it's, I mean, I, I, it's not for me. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like cruises, but I'm not like crazy about them. And I just don't know about, I don't know. I mean, I could see it being fun if it was one of those like f- music festival cruises or whatever, where it's like a bunch of bands performing okay, yeah, I've for done like that. a couple of weeks and then it's done. Right. But like not the top 40 band no, like, I, playing the, the, the boat bar yeah, for a no, month no, no, or no, two. No. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to do that. I would do a couple different things. So I would do um, like what um, David Cola. I don't know if you guys know him. He's never been on the show. I asked him if he would come on and he didn't. He's an amazing, fantastic, crazy good drummer. Crazy good drummer. But he he has a thing where he had like a vlog where he was on a cruise ship for years. And like that, um, that kind of work was cool because it was different artists every day. And it was like a schedule. Like I have to be here for rehearsal everything was reading that whole gig was reading you have to like read their charts for this artist and they would come on the boat for a week and then you'd play with them and then they would leave and then the next artist would come on or whatever and you have to like read down everything that looked like a fun gig that looked like a really fun work gig though and um but uh yeah man some of the older musicians that i work with like on wedding gigs and stuff that was their gig when they were younger and they like reminisce about how great it was and like but i'm like yeah, but your career really didn't go anywhere. Like you just did cruise ships and now you're still doing the same, you know, I'm, I shouldn't complain cause I'm on the same gig, but with them, you know, on a wedding or whatever, but they, they never went on to play with somebody or went on to do something. It's just like, they're just still stuck in the cover band world and that's their career. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it, it can be great. Well, yeah, I don't, obviously I, I've removed myself from that realm. Yeah. And, I feel happy about it. I'm what I'm saying is there's I'm not discrediting, you know, doing cover band gigs. That's fine. If that's your thing, that's your thing. But what I'm saying is there's no creative outlet in that for me anyways. And so that's why I have a hard time being like I just want to clock in and clock out. Like I want to be creative and do my own thing and you know, some would say touring is the same way. Like, oh, well, you just clock in and clock out on tour. Yes, I'm on like a regimented schedule on tour, but I still have opportunities to like, I work for three months, but then I'm off for like nine months or six months, you know, and like I have like one offs or something, you know, where I can work on whatever I want. So I don't know, man. It's anyways, but yeah, so I, I went out there with Marcel and, um, 
and James and like just I just can like I just got to say that like playing with those dudes is so refreshing. It's so it's even though it's cover band stuff, it's just the vibe. Like I said, when I was doing Eddie V's, like the vibe is so nice. It's so positive. They're just great dudes to hang out with, get along with. And then musically, it's so much fun. We're just locked in because we did that, like that residency for like two years. And so like we did a five piece band on, um, on Monday and like these gigs pay so well too. It's crazy, dude. Monday night, Monday gig drive to drive to, uh, Palm Springs. And then I played with them again in Palm Springs on Saturday, but Saturday was just a trio. And it was just like, and I just watch Marcel play. Like Marcel is, you know, he's an amazing performer and like he just wins over the crowd. Like where it's like, he just has this thing figured out where I was telling somebody else that like the, what, what he has figured out is most musicians make it about them. Like people are coming to see us. People are coming to see me. And then they have that attitude on the stage. Like this is my gig. I'm playing me, me, me. Marcel always makes it about them. Yeah. Yeah. And he, like when we had the residency gig, it was like that. It was like, I noticed right away that he had a way of talking. He's an entertainer. He had a way of talking to people on the, on the, on the stage and he'd be like, welcome, everybody. My name is Marcel East, and this is Marcel. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and he's like, anybody celebrating anything? You know, he's like, he's like immediately turns it on them. And then people are like, oh, birthday. Oh, anniversary. All right, cool. Well, we're going to make this not about you. Go grab some drinks. And then he'd sing to them. Come up with a song, you know, and like take requests all night long. And then he's just always using that attitude of like, it's about them. We're here for you. Yeah, you know, and and then people just fall in love with him, man. Like it's charming as hell, too. Yeah. And then James is the same way, where it's just like it's they're so like humble and like accommodating and just like charming, and and then there's me like on a soapbox, like who's this fool coming up? And then they're just like, you know, it's like <laughs> they 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 we have like we talk, we have that like they have that too. They have the same frustrations, but the way that they present it. Yeah. Is so nice. And so, yeah, man, I had a great time playing with them. Played with the Schmucky Metals last night. Nice. Um, and just been doing, like, just been doing my thing, you know, like, just gigging. And um, I got a gig tomorrow and, like, a bunch playing? of cover band stuff. Like, Is it cover band gig? Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to, like, man, I'm just trying to I, – I need to catch up because the last three months have been slow season. So it's been – I've had gigs and I've been able to make it work, but, like, nothing extra. And now it's, like, these gigs are coming in where it's, like, okay, I can finally, like, catch up and, like, not pay the minimum on my credit card or, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I feel so, you. So that's good, and it, and it's all leading up to this first tour in May. Um, and so I'm excited about that. Um I'm just like, I'm just getting a little stressed out about the political side of this. Like, you know, it, from what I'm seeing online, I'm talking about Gogol now. From what I see online, it is like, like the dude is raising a lot of money and stuff like that for, the band is raising a lot of money for the people of Ukraine and helping out in a humanitarian way. And so that's a really good thing, man. And I, I really admire that. I give them a lot of props to show like human, um, I don't know, decency to help out people that are in need. I think that's really cool. And so I definitely love being a part of that. 
but I just don't want this thing to turn into a movement or like a anti Russia or anti anybody else thing. I, I just, and I've been seeing on the news, you know, you can't really trust the news stuff, but other music acts are going out on tour and raising money for Ukraine, which is good. But then I've also been seeing some that are just like really forming a political thing. That's like, you know, stop the war anti Russia type of thing. And I'm like, dude, I really hope and pray this is not something like that. Yeah. I can't be a part of something like that. I just, I just won't do it. Not that I, I, that doesn't mean that I'm for what Russia's doing. Obviously not, but I just don't want to be choose this side or that side kind of guy. Yeah. You're, Politically neutral. Right. So um, as far as I can try and far as I can handle it, I'm going to be trying to just play my drums and cause they're, you know, they're for this or for that anyways, like before and somebody, and no matter what band you play in, somebody is, there's always something, you know? And so it's just like, but I've always for, you know, since I was a teenager, been able to play my gigs from a drummer's perspective, you know, and yeah. just be, this you know like yeah so i don't know i don't want to get on that sob i've got a again. question okay are you going to be touring with a fleet of minor symbols no damn it no man <laughs> i was thinking about that you what know? is wrong with you siljan yeah. i was thinking about that um sorry I, to bring up a sore subject no i i was looking at um so i went to guitar center the other day Blech. yeah i know i know I know. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Guitar Center, dude. Oh, I miss Fig. Oh, man. Malachi bought his drums. Malachi really? has Fig's drum old vessel kit. The brown ones? Yeah, the black ones with what? the diecast. So he Phil, Fig doesn't even have those drums anymore. It, I mean, they had to be. They looked identical no to Fig's drums. No way. Yeah. What the heck is up with this guy? Somebody compared Who, Fig or Malachi. Yeah, somebody compared me <laughs> to Fig. Uh, like somebody, com like somebody was like, "Man, it sounded like Fig was back there on the drums." And I'm like, "Are you talking about me?" <laughs> I'm uh, like, "No, dude." I'm like, "I've, I've like, in my mind, Fig has always been like the top of the bar. Like, if you could ever play like that, you've just mastered the drums." <laughs> <laughs> and somebody likes for somebody to say that I was like, that is a really, really kind like compliment, but you're way off, bro. <laughs> Sorry. But like, <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm not, not going to say, you know, I, I appreciate it, but let's not get crazy. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, um, uh, I went to guitar center and I need to get a mic stand. And then I was like, well, let me just go and see the drums. And there's an old dude in there, like jamming on the drums. He sounded good. And then um, I feel like I did somewhat a little bit battle drum this guy. <laughs> Dang it, Corey. But I wanted to test out the minor symbols. Yeah, so right. So I feel like he miss, he probably took it as like, oh, this young guy going to come in here and like show me how to play. But I was just like testing out the minor symbols on the drums that he was playing. And I was really not trying to play like. Wait, he was still sitting at them? Yeah, yeah like kind of just elbowed him out of the way and then sat down and started playing. No. <laughs> okay, okay. That's a I joke, just started right? playing the Romeo beat. <laughs> he fell over and like he couldn't reach his cane and he just fell over. Like and that like, halftime, that Samba, but with a back beat. Yeah, yeah. 
And I was looking right in his eyes, like in his soul, just mm-hmm. staring at him while I was playing. Yeah. Mean mugging. Yeah. I started with that. Elbowed. <laughs> looking at him the whole time <laughs> he's on the ground like oh and then i'm just dun, 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 looking him in the eyes and then dun, 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 still staring at him and then i take a breath and then it's dun, da-cha, da-dun, da-cha, da-dun. Yeah. yeah that was me and then i left and he was just like rethinking his whole life yeah i should give up on drums that's what i wanted yeah battle brigade Gladiator. Oh, wait. Yeah. Gladiator Brigade. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not what I did. I went in there, went in the symbol room. There was a 20-inch dual ride crash. I hit that thing, Phil, and I was like, oh, my gosh. It's like every time I hit a minor symbol, do you know how when you hit a symbol and you're like, ah, it's okay, but it's just like there's just like a, a little bit of thing that's just like it's a little sour. You know, it's a, it's just a little bit. Yeah. I hit that thing and there was absolutely zero. Zero percent of my body that was like, I don't like that, mm. but I do like this. It was like, psh, I'm like, did you buy it? No, it's like five hundred dollars, like four hundred and twenty nine dollars. Go sell some bikes. No. <laughs> so I'm like, I immediately changed my list. I by the way, I have a list changed it because i had 18 inch dual and i changed it to 20 inch dual okay and i'm like i need that symbol i need that symbol it sounds so good you hear that minel you know it's got you know a, they listen to every episode i know i know and they know that i love them and they know that it hasn't time it's like how it was with my wife i know that right now is not the time but she will be mine Oh, yes, she will be mine. So Wayne's world in there. Yeah. So, you know, my my hybrid K hybrid 19 inch crash is on its way out or probably be done on the end of this tour. And it's getting replaced with a minor. So you're just going to you're just going to play your Zildjian until they all until they combust. Yeah, I was going to sell them all and try to do that whole thing. I'm not doing that. I'm just going to replace everything with minors. Cool. I have an a custom crash that needs to be replaced. I'll replace that with this. Uh, uh, um, what do they call their symbols? Um, wait, Minel Byzance Extra Thin. Is that like their K's? Uh, kind of, yeah. It's kind of like their, no, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's kind of like their K's. They're just so nice sounding, dude. They're like, they're super dries, whatever. They're, they're, they're not, they're called, um, I don't remember, I remember what they're called, but. Sounds so good. Like the 16 inch that was on the old man drum set that I elbowed him out of the way. I'm like, I would you every time I hit a minor symbol, I'm like, I would use that. I would use that. And it just sound like, but the hybrids, I mean, they're duels. Holy moly, Phil. Yeah. They're just so nice. Those are the ones that are part shiny and part like yeah. rough. Yeah. I want those so bad. The 20 inch is gosh. Yeah, those sound cool. They look really cool too. I want it. I want a pair of those hi hats, mm-hmm. 14 inch hi hats. Mm-hmm. And then they have some that are just like the special drives that I want a pair of those. And then yeah, I just so so the the 20 inch is first and then a set of hi hats is next. And then I'll get a ride and then I have like a full set that I can start using and then I'll then I'll get another crash. 
I like it. And then I'll start adding like jazz cymbals and stuff. So I might be like playing the special dries for a long time, like on gigs and then playing like minors with Gogol. But I just have to one by one keep adding. Right now, before this tour, I need to get a DW bass, um, like throne bass, because my, my, I was talking about it last time. It's a little wobbly. Mm. And, um, you know, it's all good. So, yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks. Mugs. Phone cases. Stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. All right, let's do it. These fools, man. I ain't trying to hear that right now. I thought you didn't have one. I know, but it's just a little one. Okay. Like these two gigs with Marcel and James, again, playing with two of the nicest, dopest guys in the world, like dope. Okay. Yeah. But we're playing like golf club, like, okay. Golf club, like party kind of things in Palm Springs. These people have so much money that they don't even know what to do with it. Yeah. And the entitlement at these places is so like, I just can't even tell you, dude. It's like you just, every person, you're just like, just shut up. I just want to punch you. <laughs> just shut up. <laughs> you're so pretentious and so like uppity and so like entitled. You don't even like, you don't even know what's going on in the real world. You don't even like you're here on this stupid golf tournament. Like this is all you have to worry about. Yeah. And you're just throwing like thousands, maybe millions of dollars around. Yeah. Like it's a dollar here, a dollar there. And then golf in a desert. You're playing golf in a desert. First of all, (laughs) they got full on greens like grass in a desert. Real grass. The amount of water that it takes to make this real grass grow. There's a river flowing in the front of this stupid golf resort. (laughs) A river. It's a <laughs> desert, Phil. <laughs> it's like, and the whole thing is I've never like. Never heard anyone say a river with such <laughs> anger. <laughs> but it's like, what are we? What? What is wrong with you? Like, we pull up. Okay, we have tons of equipment to unload. Okay, I unload. I I'm unloading. I'm loading my cart. I asked the 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 guy the valet guy who's like has a super weird haircut for some reason looks like he's wearing a wig but he's a young guy he's like probably like 24 Mm. and i'm like hey man how's it going i'm like um hey okay if i leave my car here it's parked off to the side okay if i leave my car here so i can just load in he's like sure thing sir no problem i'm like okay thank you 
load my stuff in, setting my drums up. I have to put all my cases back in my car. So it's going to be a minute. Yeah. He comes in. Hey, uh, just just so I'm clear, you guys uh, still need your cars there? or I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be putting my cases in there. Okay, well, just when you get a chance. I said I said I would move it. Like, I wasn't, no, I didn't get crazy, but I was like thinking. Yeah. I said I would move it when I'm done. And then I did get a little bit of the shortness. Like, yeah, man, I got to put my cases in there. Oh, okay, no, no, no problem, no problem. Like, why, why does it matter? Is it because my car is a 2013 and it's not a brand new Ferrari? It's not like a bad looking car, dude. But it's no. not like, it's not like I'm driving like an 80 station wagon and it's embarrassing to have it in front of your stupid club. Yeah. I'm loading my drums in. Yeah. I move my car. Make sure you guys just don't park in the cone places. So there's like cone out parking space. This isn't even about parking spaces. I've been on enough over the past couple of weeks. I've been amped up about parking. Those cones are for Lambos only. Yes. People start showing up, Phil, and it's like Lamborghini, Ferrari, Porsche, Mercedes. And it's like, okay, we get it, guys. We get it. You're in the desert in a freaking glass manger here with a river in the middle of a desert at a clubhouse that you only can be like a member to come into and have a formal dinner for your stupid, dumb golf tournament. Yeah, dude, this thing was so like they had a contest for a hole in one. If you we get a hole in one on this one green million dollars. No, that's how much money these idiots have a million dollars. A million dollars if you get a hole in one a million. And it was like no one was even worried. Everybody was just like another million. What am I going to do with that? Guess I'll get another Lambo like God. That's so depressing. These people Phil, I this is the thing. Okay, that's so depressing. (laughs) I'm like, look, I don't think everybody should be walking around like depressed, but there's like a war going where there's people dying like in Eastern Europe. There's like stuff going on in the world, man. I mean, there's starving children. There's in our starving own city. children. There's yeah. there's homeless people. Like there's a problem with homeless people. Like in L.A., San Bernardino, San Diego, Riverside, like all these surrounding cities. I'm sure in Palm Springs too. You guys aren't worried about any of that. You're worried about like, like wearing a mask inside and how much how you lost a golf tournament today, or won. It's I just I mean, man, look, if you got money, it's fine and it is what it is. But I'm just saying it's just kind of annoying being around people like this <laughs> I, and like I could see why <laughs> they're like and then we start playing and there's this like rich freaking bozo like the guy that will get me on a soapbox in a drop of a hat. Yeah. And he's dancing with like two ladies that are probably in ten thousand dollar dresses and he's dancing and he's like. And then he keeps coming back and like he's coming up to the band and going like you guys got to pick it up like place like basically play something that we can dance to. Oh, God, and he's, he's coming up to the we're, dude. We are like giving it all like Marcel doesn't play like really anything slow. We're playing like up tempo modern. Yeah, like, like pop tunes. Yeah, he's coming up. What I'm doing is like smacking the back of my hand onto my other hand like I'm clapping like yeah you yeah. guys gotta pick it up like the, i'm telling you i'm, I'm telling, telling you, you how what to it do. is move and so <laughs> we're ending a song and he walks up to the keyboard and starts doing that you guys gotta pick it up 
And then Marcel looks at me and does the same thing, like mocking him. And I look at him. He's looking at me and I look at him and I said, what the heck are you even talking about? And then he just like, like starts doing his little two step. And I'm like, please, please. I'm, I, it's so bad that I'm thinking, what am I going to say when this guy comes up to me? If he comes up to me and says, you guys are great, but you need to pick it up. Uh. <laughs> I'm going over what I'm going to say in advance. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to be driving home You're thinking pl- I should have said this. Planning your drum solo. I'm planning it. I'm planning my <laughs> battle drums. And so I was, I, he didn't, he, thank, thank goodness for him, he didn't come up. But I was, I was going to hit him with like, who are you? Like, did you hire us? Are you, I, like the thing that I love to ask these kind of people is like, oh, are you in the industry? Do you work in the industry? Like, are you a musician? And then they go, no, I'm just here with the golf tournament. And then before they're even done talking, I say, then what the heck are you talking to me for? You don't write my checks. You're not paying me. So don't worry about what music I'm playing or how I'm playing. When you hire us, you can tell us what we need to play. Until then, stop talking to me. Dang. Didn't get the opportunity. But stop talking to me. Exactly. That's why we have that drop. (laughs) Shut up. Yeah. That's why we have that drop. Don't talk to me. Anyways, so then, then we're playing. People are kind of getting in more into it, you know, and all that stuff. There's another old guy. He comes up and he's the old guy that wants to be the musician. My biggest pet peeve. Mm. He goes, Marcel's like, I want everybody to come around, come around us, surround us. I want you all to sing. He's singing like some song. And then the guy is pointing at his wife. She can sing. She's the, she's a singer while we're playing. I so badly want to be like, no one cares. No one cares. But I didn't. We're playing. And then Marcel's like, you know, I'm going to sing it. You guys sing it back to me. Let's hear everybody. And it's broken down. And I hear her trying to harmonize. And it's like, it's like the worst dude it's like an old lady trying to sing it's the worst ever like super vibrato (laughs) and the guy is trying to sing with her oh and it's just marcel's like come on everybody sing together and the whole audience is singing you just hear in the in like like close she's singing like at marcel trying to sing and I'm just like, what <laughs> is happening? What is happening? What is happening? <laughs> oh, dang. Just in the corner, dude. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude. <laughs> it's that dude we've had we've all had that before Uh i've had that so many times where they're like my wife can sing and they want her to like grab the mic but they don't want to be rude but they're like one step away from grabbing the mic and just yeah oh my god oh god and so that's how she's singing we we end the concert we end the show we're like, thank you guys. Good night. Have a great night. You guys have been great. Pack up the stuff. There happens to be a piano in uh, 
the lobby of where we're where we're playing. Okay. So we're we're my, Marcel's playing like background music. Next thing you know, you hear like ding 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 dong ding. Starts playing the old guy playing piano. Sweet. And I'm like, oh no, he's noodling on the piano. He wants it. He wants it. Cut to like five minutes later. He's all in, dude. He's singing. He's playing. He's he has like people that are like humoring him, but then it's like over the top because he's a rich member of the club. So they're, oh wow, you are wonderful. You sound so great. I and, had no idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's always coming from like, well, they should have just hired you. You're like, you know, yeah. And I'm, dude, I'm like. Oh God. I'm like, this is, this is just, this is, this is what I mean. This is why I get on soapboxes because this rich guy wants to be, he wants to do what we do so bad. And he, he doesn't understand like music, you know, musician etiquette, like a real musician would never, ever do that unless yeah. it was like a joke or like, unless it was like, oh yeah, it's something like this. But like real musicians don't do that. They yeah. just don't do that. Uh huh. It's not like it's like going to a comedy show and being like, well, I've told a joke or two and then trying to get on stage after the comedian. You just don't do that. Uh huh. Yeah. He's singing, dude. And it's the worst songs ever. It's the worst. And he's butchering every song. But everyone's eating it up. Oh, everybody. It's so yeah. beautiful. Oh, it's just so beautiful. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just garbage, dude. It's just like he just nonsense. had to show everyone that he can do it. Yeah. And then it, it, dude, then it's gotten to where it's like one song after the next, after the next. I mean, how long does it take to break down? Like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, everything, PA and everything. Yeah. All of us were broken down and walking our carts out. He's still playing. And it's not like I'm trying to, I can't remember the song. The one song that almost made me like lose it. I can't remember what it was, but it was like the worst song ever. It was like, oh man, it was, it was like. I can't remember, man. It was, but he had everybody singing it. It was like, um, and then it was like, go, of, of course, the lady in the background, like, you know, it was, yeah, all of that, all of it. It was just all of it. And I'm, oh God. And I'm just get like, a sample of that. You people should go home with all your millions and leave us alone. Just stop trying to be the musician. Stop trying to steal the show. Stop trying to be like, see, I'm here too. Like I didn't go out on the golf course and be like, I played mini golf. I could play like in your tournament. That would be absurd. Yet yeah. that's exactly what you did because you think you have money and you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Idiots. I ain't trying to hear that right now. <laughs> Stupid idiots. idiots. Stupid oh, rich idiot. Man. I just don't get the entitlement that comes with being rich. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there's exceptions. There's wealthy individuals who are philanthropists and yeah. sweethearts and use use their mighty, you know, pocketbook for the greater good and stuff. I mean, you don't... Not you don't, to generalize everybody, but I know Yeah. We get, we see a lot of it. You don't have to, I'm not saying that that's how you have to be. You know, yeah. I'm not saying like you, you should be doing more with your money because you worked hard to get to where you are and that's fine. I just am saying that like, I don't like being treated like the help. I don't like you coming into my world and yeah. thinking you belong here just because you have money. Cause you don't, you're not a musician. You don't know anything about it. 
uh-huh. you don't know anything about it. I don't care if you played piano and you took piano lessons when you were a little kid. I don't care. I don't care if you think your wife can sing. She can't. She can't. <laughs> or else she would be up here and I wouldn't. You know, you don't know how to play. You do know how to play in your million dollar mansion with your freaking grand piano that you, you know, can play freaking chopsticks on. But like that doesn't make you a musician. You're not a musician. You don't know anything about it. So stop. Yeah. You know, it's cute. It's cute. That's as far as it goes. Yeah. You know? And so like it's one of the most irritating things in my life in my whole career. That's one of the most irritating things that these rich rich people people just (laughs) want to be cool. And they think being a musician is cool. They see us and they're like, I want to do that. And I have the money to do it, but you don't because you're not truly a musician. You don't know what it's about. You don't know the struggle of not having a gig this week and like not knowing how you're going to pay your rent. You don't know anything about that. You don't know how how it is to freaking be on tour and miss your family and miss your home so much that you'd like give anything to get off the road and come home. You don't know anything about that. You sit in your freaking mansion and have people do everything that you want for you, you know, and then you try to come and treat the band like that. You try to come in and have us move your heaters for you, you know, and (laughs) set up your hors d'oeuvres for you. Oh, my God. I don't think so, man. No. I don't have time for these rich fools. Yeah. And I, dude, let me, like, I'm, I'm on a soapbox, all right? But, like, I don't hate rich people. Like, yeah, you I have do. people that are wealthy. I know people that are wealthy. I hang out with people, like. I'm just kidding. But I don't like entitlement. I don't like entitlement. I don't like when people are entitled and they, like, like, there was a lot of people that came up and were like, you guys were great. You guys were absolutely great. We're like, thank you. But I don't like when people go and get on the piano after we're done and be like, I'm a musician too, see? Yeah, the amount of money you have shouldn't give you license to behave like a like a b-hole. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Don't come up to me and be like, my wife can sing while she's like trying to operatically sing a harmony over that's off over everybody else, over a live band without a mic. You Dumbo. <laughs> I'm gonna that I ain't again. trying to hear that right now. I'm definitely not trying to hear that right now. <laughs> definitely not. Just go sing karaoke, dude. That's what it's for. You get to sing whatever you want. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Gosh, man. Gosh. These people make me sick. The mellow show today, Phil. Yeah. Very mellow show. Um what you want to say? I'm going to teach him the game. Yes. He, would, he has the attitude. He has it. <laughs> Start give, like, Why don't you give your kids drum lessons? I'm not trying to force it. Just you know? teach them a little bit. Paradiddles. I try. <laughs> you know, I've tried. He's, he's going to be the one, dude. Maybe. I think, I think Felix will be like the, the creator, like the songwriter piano player maybe he's getting good at piano and singing see yeah but milo has that attitude where he needs to hit stuff he might he's a little pistol yeah Yeah. i like it i like it (laughs) he's gonna have he's gonna have a soapbox (laughs) um all right guys so show 127 mellow show today i like it i like it sometimes we need that it's not a raging show um 
working our way down. I think next week, if we're if we come back next week or the week after, I think we have a guest, um, local drummer. So uh, we'll be uh, vibing out with that. Um, so um, yeah, we'll probably spin the wheel of death. It's all good. Uh, guys, check out drumbrigade.com. Visit the merch store. All that stuff. Pick up some Drum Brigade drumsticks. All that jazz. And um, yeah, support acceptance and belonging and camaraderie over competition. Uh, thank you, Funky Phil. Thank you, Drum Gladiator. Yes, sir. That's me. <laughs> I'm a legend. legend. Yeah, I'm a legend. Um, this is why you're a true drummer, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, um, congratulations on all of your success this week, Phil. You're going to be successful this week. So are you. Thanks, man. Thanks. You're going to have an excellent week. Thanks. I hope so. Positive. Yeah. Uh, I thank all you guys. Thank all you guys for listening and, uh, enjoying what we do and your support. We appreciate it. We'll see you guys next week. Oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Bed condom. Yeah, that's weird. This show is going to go better than this. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe.